a dragon and a pegasus talk football what could go wrong how are we doing folks this is manny jones with the furries and football podcast we have had a wonderful wonderful past couple of weeks i am joined of course once again by zeus pegasus with us here zeus how we feeling feeling great yet another wonderful week of football Lots to get to today, and just overall, um, we're getting up into spoopy season, so I'll be quite active on my platforms and just other Ooh. things here. You can't go wrong with the spoops. Lots to talk about, of course. We'll talk about Oregon and Colorado, Florida State's close close game against Clemson. What the heck is Ryan Day going off against Lou Holtz for? And much, much more, including week three of the NFL and a preview of week number four. But we do have a bit of breaking news that has been breaking this today. First things first is with Michigan State. Uh, if you don't know the story, of course, Mel Tucker, who was the head coach at Michigan State, he had signed a 10-year, $95 million extension after 2021 they had a very bad fire at seven season. They have a, ne- a couple weeks prior, uh, they had announced that Michigan announced they were going to fire him with cause, uh, according to an allegation that was made from Brenda Tracy, a sexual assault awareness speaker. He had engaged in inappropriate conduct that culminated in him masturbating on the phone with her on a oh phone call in April of 2022. Uh, she filed a complaint. They investigated, and they found that they found there was some conduct to fire him with cause. He responded, saying that it was all consensual. However, the reason for the firing with cause this is a big part of it. They do not want to have to pay him the seventy plus million dollars that remain on his contract. So. That is what happened there. Michigan State, they have just two years, Zeus, after Mel Tucker leads them to an 11-win season in 2021. Two years, he is out the door. That's just crazy, but just for all that content, though. Uh, <laughs> seriously, like, again? What is with these Midwest teams and just having scandals abound? First, the Ohio State madness, and now, now, and now we have the coach just getting involved in things that they shouldn't be involved with. Oh. No, like it's. I think this. This is. He might. He's probably never gonna coach again at this point. And I know he shouldn't. Oh, agreed. No, agreed. Like you, you do this kind of stuff, and you're. That that has to be such a weird experience, though. Like you're just on the phone with someone, and they start beating the chicken. It's like that's just so. That's such an uncomfortable thing for me, at least, uh, to think about. Like that would even happen if I'm calling someone in general like what in the world are you doing doing that on a phone call with somebody yeah that's all sorts of messed up and clearly this person does not need to be around young people anymore she that's that's just terrible it it is it's terrible that um that anyone will have to come out with this and i do not blame the school i think they did the right thing and i mean i do hope um this is thoroughly investigated and that he stays the hell away from uh, people that do not need his attention. This is um, this is sad. It's just very sad to see something like this prop up yet again. Of course, uh, Harlan Barnett will be the interim head coach for Michigan State. Now, this is another thing too. Expect the transfer portal to get quite active, ladies and gentlemen, because now they have three days from now and they can start entering the portal due to the coaching change. So that's what happened at Michigan State. Other big news: Notre College football is breaking today. 
Uh, big one out of Rosemont, Illinois. The college football playoff committee has shelved any talk of any changes while the situation in the Pac-12 <clears throat> is playing out. Now, if you don't know what's happened in the Pac-12, Washington State and Oregon State will be left to determine the future of the conference. Now, there's rumors I've heard on Twitter of Oregon State going to the Big 12 along with Wazoo. However, the NCAA will give conferences, Zeus, a two-year grace period when they no longer meet membership requirements before changes are needed. But that means that these two teams would have to compete in a two-team conference. And it would just be something that I don't think I've ever seen before. A two-team conference. Yeah, like, it, it makes no sense. How are they going to function with a two-team conference? I mean, that's... I think that's even against the NCAA bylaws right now. It's it's nonsensical. I understand hesitation to hold off talks, but I'm also very concerned because the expansion was definitely made to keep, you know, FBS relevant across the board. And, you know, with the Big Ten you see right there, they're going to do all their flexing to make sure that it's stacked for them and probably shut the G5 out. And by that, I mean, it used to be auto bids. Um, it'd be the top six auto bid, top six conference champions get auto bids. But now, I mean, they're clearly going to change that, and we don't even know how this thing's going to play out. So, no. I mean, I'm definitely worried because even though my team's in a Power 5 conference right now, um, that's still grossly unfair to FBS, and it's just further further pushes the, uh, but the monopoly that's trying to be imposed by these super conferences. And I, I'm totally against that. Like, I feel like we, we need parity. We need balance. We need a way for people to move up and prove themselves. And uh, I, I have just no faith in the cultural committee. Like, I've always not liked them since its inception. And I don't see any reason why we should expect anything good to come from this now. Now, what about you, though? I mean, I, I've always felt that a playoff model like they, we have in the FCS, because as coming from the FCS ranks, my beloved Catamounts were ranked in the coaches' poll, baby. The thing is, is that, you know, I personally like a playoff format. It is just, you know, the FCS, for example, they don't have conference championship games. So it makes it different compared to, to D1 FBS where, you know, you have these conference championship games and you have these massive bowl games where the FCS team, Zeus, the only FCS teams that engage in a bowl game are the SWEAC and the MEAC, two uh, conferences led by eight ma big HBCUs like Jackson State, NC Central, NCANT. They go to the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta, and I love that game. But most of these FCS teams, if they win their conference champion, they're going to the FCS plot, which have which are five of not spaking rounds of football. I think that the playoff model is one that can work. The only issue is, is that they started it too limited. Four teams... And you opened up more quests than you can resolve. So, at this point, here's where the big issue, though, with the Pac-12 comes in, though, Zeus. As you mentioned, NCAA bylaws mean that the FBS conference has to have at least eight full FBS members to satisfy all bowl subdivision requirements. But here's the other issue, too. There's a possibility, and been a rumor, that the Mountain West Conference would merge with the Pac-12 to benefit from the brand. But here's the question. If this happened, would they even be considered a Power 5 conference, which gets 80% of the college football playoff revenue? The group of five schools conferences get 20% of this revenue. So it opens up that question is, do you consider 
the Pac-12 a Power 5 conference if this merger happens. There's a lot of things to consider here, and this two-year grace period would make for an interesting period of college football for West Coast athletics. Yeah, you're right, and it's just a lot of question marks right now. Yeah. Uh, but at least the Pac-12 is performing well this season to kind of make a case to maybe the merger could occur. But uh, as I, as I read from another source, um, with all these media contracts right now for the other conferences, there's not a lot of money left to go around. No, they'd have to figure out what they're going to do, or um, or just get left behind, which is most likely the case. They're not just going to magically make more money out of nowhere, and yeah, like, ugh. things are going to be different between now and probably by the time the playoff ends in January. And we'll get to it when we get to it. But for now, um, I- I'm just remaining skeptical of all this. I-, I hope they figure it out. I hope they have a model that works. But you'll be you'll be the first to hear from me if things are as stacked as I fear they will be. As they will. Let's speak of the Pac-12. We have a lot of Pac-12 to talk about. The big thing, though, was the big game. Oregon and Colorado. And Oregon... Okay, I'll say this to you. I watched this game because in a NCAA Football 14 league, I coach Oregon, actually. I am, I, am, I, am the, I am the coach of Oregon in this game. And I remember watching this game not to see, like, oh, how bad is this game going to go or how good it's going to be. I just wanted to see Bucky Irving and Troy Franklin... Uh, play because I know they're good in the game, but let's see how they are in real life. And I was blown away by those two, and blown away by just how much of a blowout that game turned out to be. Yeah, it, just the, the entire game. What, what happened? You know, this hype. Where was the hype? Where was the where was the decent defense and the explosive offense? Can I... It was nowhere. You already found with Colorado. I have a feeling, you know, like this was going to be their first real test. I think we knew that, you know, going into that game, this was going to be the first real big test for Colorado. The issue that I think happened was, you know, Oregon has been a dominant Pac-12 football power for a good while. And they have a Heisman caliber quarterback in Bo Nix. Bucky Irving's pretty darn good. Troy Franklin, another good receiver they just they got overmatched and i think that was going to show you know even though the offense was they is they have talent in colorado you did lose travis hunter the other issue too is that that defense at oregon is not no slouch you got guys like brandon dorless uh, dante manning evan williams there's there's talent there at oregon and they overwhelmed them and i think also too oregon felt like they had a lot to prove. And I'll tell you this. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Dan Lanning, the head coach of Oregon, I went nuts. So I I wanted to run through a wall when I heard this guy talk about it. He's like, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. He's like just (laughs) dropping all this stuff. And I'm like, coach, you want me? You want, I'm just sitting here watching this game. You want to make me go through a wall. He's like, you're fighting for, they're fighting for clicks. He just goes off. Everyone went off, I felt, from Oregon. I felt that they felt personally slighted about all this hype. You know what's even better, too, Zeus? I linked mm-hmm. this to you, but Oregon dropped a cinematic video <laughs> of the game, which included Shiloh Sanders, the quarterback, quoted in the video as saying, I beat the shit out of y'all and y'all, coach. Why y'all so little? We finna smoke your ass. 
They're wow. also there's video of them like disrespecting the O at center field. Okay, I'm gonna say this to you, Zuzus. You don't do that. You don't never. You, you don't do bad that. juju. Bad you juju. Juju Smith Schuster. I'm not forgiving you for that. Besides that, uh, like you just don't do that. You don't do that, and they're like, I'm finna report a murder of these ducks. And it's like, dude, what are you? Come on, you. You done fucked it up. <laughs> Basically, pretty much. And I mean, Shador looked. Shador had a rough time. The Oregon defense sacked him seven times. He threw for a touchdown, but Bo Nix clearly. They he delivered the bodacious campaign. They are going all out with that, but really, that was Colorado's first big test, Zeus. And I think it showed that they are not exactly ready to go for a conference championship. They still, I think, can get beat to a seven-eight win team, but they're not ready for that yet. They 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 were a one-win team last year. Let's yep. slow down on the hype because they got USC this week, and that could go rough too. Yeah, people forget like how far how how hard it is to turn the season around. Granted, I was the product. Well, I witnessed the product of UCF turning around two years, but it took two years. Yeah, the, the following year after winning the season, it was still a six and seven season that we wanted to kick McKenzie Mill out the out the window. <laughs> but you know, um, first of all, thank goodness that didn't happen. And yeah. secondly, um, yeah, just fandoms are fandoms are going to fandom. Um, we get overhyped and we overreact, and I'm going to get to a lot of that later. But I, I do think uh, Coach Prime, the boys, um, they'll definitely be back. I think they're going to have hopefully a better showing against USC. But even if not, um, I mean, they still got very winnable games on the schedule. They're going to be a tough out for anyone they face in a bowl game. Well, of course. So, yeah, um, I think uh, Colorado fans should be excited for the future. But um, you're not elite yet, and that's fine. It's okay to not be elite. There's a, If everyone was elite, uh, that title would uh, lose its meaning rather quickly. Yeah, and, you know, like – Things take time. You know, you mentioned, of course, UCF winless season, signing Scott Frost and getting good again. Uh, I can speak from it, too. Western Carolina, in my final year as a student, they went 1-8. and eight. We fired our head coach. We brought on the throw-in Mayo and Kerwin Bell, former Florida quarterback from the 80s, who brings Spurrier's fun and gun. And Western Carolina now, in its third year, is ranked in the FCS polls. So, I'll tell you that right now. Like, this takes time. Colorado will be good. Like, you got to give them that time. I know that they can recruit. They can get guys through the portal. They will be there. But just right now, it is not uh, that. Uh, let's see. There's a, there's a lot of Pac-12 stuff that happened this week. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots of it. We had a battle between Wazoo and Oregon State, the only two members that will be in the Pac-12 next year. Washington State wins that matchup. Does that mean, though, that they could, they're the Pac-12 champions. Uh, we don't know. I mean, it's still <laughs> up in the air if they're really going to be, I mean, rightfully, but still very petty about it. They certainly oh, can. But that was, that was a good game. Uh, great highlights, uh, good back and forth. Um, just goes to show that that conference still, to me, is probably the strongest of the five, the, the power five by far. Um, Utah UCLA battled out in a defensive battle as well, 14-7. Um, Ooh, yeah. and Arizona State put up a fight against USC, just losing by a couple touchdowns. But hey, Caleb Williams is going to Caleb Williams, and um, it's hard to stop lead talent like that. So, a pretty strong showing for the Pac-12 once again. I'll I'll tell you <clears throat> what, man, Utah. You know, people were kind of underestimating Utah. I feel like you know going into this season, then they have that game against Florida. I mean, 
I'll tell you what, considering they don't have Cameron Rising, who I know is a dar- is a pretty solid QB, they've played well. The defense has shown up big time for uh for Utah and that team could be dangerous down the stretch. We'll see if they can uh uh, keep it rolling, but that was the Pac-12, a big, big week again for the Pac-12. Other big games, there was, and there was plenty of that, Zeus, you oh, know yeah. it myself. Clemson and Florida State, the Knolls with an overtime touchdown to, to take down Clemson. I think if we're going to say Clemson is not going anywhere near the playoffs this year. Nope, and that whole fourth quarter can be just sunk by this. Miss. <laughs> that chip shot field goal. To, to basically... You know, um, put it to get ahead of Florida State, and they missed it at home. I mean, that's that is definitely not a good way uh, to lose your game. And um, they fought pretty hard. I think they were uh, evenly matched. And if they were to face each other in, in the ACC championship game, then it could go probably their way. But for now, I mean, um, it's it certainly. I think it. I don't think it's a reaction. I think this is the end of the Clemson dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is certainly. Uh, Florida State's conference to lose, and uh, yeah, it, it does not bode well to Clemson. Um, how things have changed in the span of like what since the pandemic, really? Yeah, since they were dominant. I would say though, when it comes to that kicker, that kicker was only added to the roster that week. Uh, that is Jonathan Whites, who actually before this game was actually <clears throat> pursuing his master's degree online, had graduated last year. And was ha- was in a career in finance. He was actually an investment management intern at Ally Financial. Had graduated earlier with a degree in financial management. And he had a year of eligibility left. And because their current kicker, uh, Robert Gunn III, missed, was badly missing field goals, they, they found out he still has eligibility technically. And they brought him in. Yeah, and... I mean, kudos for him to trying, and oh, yeah. I hope I hope he does work out. But in a in a big moment like that, it's yeah, it's just it's terrible. Rough. It's rough, no matter who you are. You do you do feel for the kicker, you know. I I feel like you know, kicking can be such a tough mental position in football, Zeus. Like if you make the kill goal, they love you, but if you miss it, oh my goodness, like it, people just hate you. It's like being a goalie in soccer or hockey. You you make a save. They love you. You allow a lot of goals. Oh my God, it's a rough time. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But for Florida State, a statement win. That team looks on fire, and I really hope that Miami stays undefeated. So it sets up quite the matchup later in the year for them. Oh yeah. Since them and Duke are probably the only biggest obstacles remaining on their schedule. Um, but their their resume is so strong that it can probably take a loss to one of those teams and still make the playoff as long as they went out. So. Yeah, to think Florida State's back in national conversation. Pretty insane to think after one with the football. Oh yeah. The other big game though, you know, this was this was one that I that I didn't watch, but I was watching how it was going. Uh or Ohio State survives and knocks off the Notre Dame fighting Irish. And a last second touchdown, a big, big, big game as the Irish ta- as the Irish fall to the Buckeyes. Though Ryan Day took time out of his post-game comments to talk about Lou Holtz. <laughs> yeah. What a clown. That guy's just a clown. 
let's let's let, let's get to the full picture of course of what happened lou holtz if you if you haven't followed much college sports lou holtz was a is a legendary head coach he has been all over college building up teams in the conference championships but he most famously was the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish back in the 80s and 70s, where he was a pretty darn good coach at Notre Dame, led them to a national championship with a record of 132. So Lou Holtz's resume speaks for itself. I think we all know who Ryan Day is. Of course, this how it started, of course. How it began was that Lou Holtz said, that teams beat Ohio State because they're more physical than the Buckeyes. And then Ryan Day calls him out right after the game. And these are his comments. I will quote it. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. You're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world, and it will continue to be Ohio against the world. I love these kids, and we've got a tough team. <laughs> I I mean, listen. Yeah, he sounds a bit insecure there. It's like, come on, man. You're the Ohio State University. You're one of the Blue Bloods. The expectation is that you're going to be a tough and great team. So why do you care of one guy's opinion just because he's the former coach of Notre Dame? Like, come on. Well, I think come on, man. let's let's look at Holtz's full quote. This is from the Pat McAfee show. He said, and I quote, You look at you look at Coach Day, and I coached at Ohio State under Woody Hayes. Let's not forget about Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes punched a freaking player in the neck, and that was what ended his coaching career at Ohio State. So that oh, man was nuts. We won the national championship when I was there. I'm proud of that. However, Day has lost to Bama, Georgia, and Clemson, and Michigan twice. Everyone has beats them because they're more physical than Ohio State. And I think Notre Dame will take that same approach. I just think, you know, I can understand being fired up. We talked earlier on podcast about Dan Lanning being very fired up. You know, they're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for winning and all kinds of comments to fire up his players against Colorado. There's nothing wrong with it. I'll tell you what. It just, if it's to your players... I like that. You know, I like that. Fire up your guys. Get them the mental, you know, f like fire on the belly to get them going. You know, I don't mind that. I like that. But when you're on national TV, acting like you want to fight an 86-year-old man. <laughs> I'm yeah, pick a fight. Pick, pick a yeah. fight's better, man. I, just... I'm, I'm just picturing Zeus in my head right now. Like... Just Ryan Day, just enjoying his day. And he looks over, he's Lou Holtz. He's like, I'm not finished with you! He, or he's like, how many times must we teach you this lesson, old man? I already had... <laughs> I do actually have that sound clip, but that's fine. Perfect, yes. Perfect, perfect. Dude, I'm just saying, like, I find it so funny that he called him out. And I can understand it. He said it on the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee gets an insane amount of viewers. So, like, people saw his comments, and it's like, the best part will tell you this. Lou Holtz is the great retaliation of this whole thing, Zeus. And that was on Dan Dackett's show. He said, and I quote, well, that's his choice, and I can understand why he did. He doesn't want to talk about Michigan and Owen, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, that is, that actually is a pretty great remark. <laughs> yeah, savagery sometimes doesn't fade with age, so hey. good on them. Not, not, not really good on the coach, but whatever. Say whatever you want. It, 
whenever Michigan comes and beats their ass, uh, we'll see who's crying then. And I will say <laughs> this too, like, it's ironic he went after Lou Holtz. One of my favorite YouTube videos out there is when Lou Holtz, Mark May, uh, were talking on this college game day show about Ohio State. Lou Holtz was actually defending Ohio State when Mark May was like making all these comments, and he's like, he called Mark May an idiot for those remarks, and he's like, it's Ohio State. They're playing great defense. Like, he he has spoken Mazda about Ohio State. And, oh, you said that they're not as tough right now. You, come on. Like, it's just like, what, what are you what are you doing? Just stirring <sighs> up drama where it doesn't need to be. It, and by the remind you, like, um, Notre Dame had 10 men on the field in that last play. Yeah, I noticed and, that. What was up with that? Yeah, they, they, they fold under the pressure. I'm sure if they had the extra men in there, they wouldn't have gotten that, that chip in yard. They probably would have lost that game on fourth down. So. I don't I don't understand that decision. Like you this game is eleven on eleven, and you just put ten men on. Any any man out there could be very, very helpful. You know, it could be very, very helpful. But in fact, we don't know because Notre Dame doesn't know why. <sighs> yeah, it's it, it it just still baffles my mind. But hey, they get the L. Um, they're still ranked pretty high, but um, their chances of making playoff probably took a big hit there. Because now where's their marquee win? They're not going to have it. Speaking of um, the rankings, uh, we have that ready to go with you, of course. But uh, tell you what, man, like, I just don't know. In fact, that that's what they actually said. They didn't know why they didn't put another man on. What? what? I, How could you not know? How much money did he get paid again? How much? Marcus Freeman got paid a lot. I tell you what, I don't know how much, but it was a lot. But the rankings, of course, brand new. We'll talk about it in a second. So right now, the big move, Ohio State from 6 to 4. Florida State goes down to 5th. Notre Dame drops from 9th to 11th. Washington State with a big jump from 21st to 16th. Uh, yeah. Ole Ol Miss fell after a loss to Alabama. We'll get into that in a second. Uh other new teams in the rankings. How about this, Zeus? Missouri, Kansas, Fresno State are now in the top 25. Wow, Fresno State's definitely a surprise. Um, they have, but they do have two power five wins on their schedule, Purdue and Arizona State. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I guess I could see that because below them. Um, I'm surprised Kansas State. I mean, yeah, I know they have the, they have the one loss, but it was on the last second field goal, so... I'd probably swap the two because yeah. I've seen Kansas. We'll get to Kansas State in a bit, but uh, the way they're playing, especially with some of their key, key spots injured, um, they're definitely a top 25 team. But outside of the rankings here, um, yeah, nothing really too surprising here. Uh, I, I argue Ohio State's probably, I don't know. I think I think they're just still overhyped. I don't think they should have jumped Florida State for a win like that. I mean, I get it. Oh, you beat a top 10 team on the road, but uh <laughs> I test. I do value the eye test. I, th I think Florida State would absolutely beat Ohio State right now if they would play. Oh, just my opinion, though. I can understand that. Other teams that have dropped out Colorado, of course, dropped out, as did Iowa, Clemson, and UCLA. Unfortunately, uh, they got shut out. So um, <laughs> I don't know if you followed that storyline. Uh, the OC of Iowa has to score, I want to say it's like 
25 points a game to average around 300 something points otherwise his contract will not renew and he will be fired so yikes that is i have been watching that seeing them get shut out was funny as heck uh other colleges we'll get into real quick um bama looking kind of rough honestly i don't know what to say they have they're, they're still there's they're three and one though they still technically speaking zeus are in it though next week for the crimson tide trying to find the matchup is espn gonna do this to me you're gonna slow down on me in the middle of the podcast how dare you uh alabama is going to start will take on mississippi state but if you look at the offensive leader zeus it's all mississippi state yeah, yeah, and Texas with their big offense rolled in town. So this could be a trap game. There's Good. there's definitely a lot of trap games on the schedule this week. So I would not be surprised if Bama suffers their second loss here or it's going to be way too close for comfort because they are not impressing me at all the way they've been playing this year. They're just running off talent alone, and talent can only get you so far when you're not performing um, elsewhere on the team. No, it, 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 and they, they win. They won 24-10 to 10 over Ole Miss. They, they limited Jackson Dark, kicked him out of the end zone in the passing attack, but the signs that it was an old-school defensive battle, it looked like, from Tuscaloosa, and those can get you the wins, but, like, it's either they're, they're missing Bryson a lot. Yeah, yeah, they are, and uh, who knows what's going to happen with them this week, but there's other big games on the schedule you, um, we you, could briefly go over. You mentioned another trap game, too, Georgia and Auburn. Oh, yeah. People are not really going to pay attention to this game, but a road game, especially in a conference attack as the SEC, uh, watch out. Um, Auburn could uh, certainly. Um, they're going to get everyone's best shot. And Georgia hasn't been blowing anyone's people, uh, anyone's doors off yet. So um, it, might, it, might, it might be a squeaker. It might be. It might come down to the fourth quarter and who uh, makes that crucial mistake there. You, you're darn right about that. It could get very intriguing there. I think they're starting to get things going. They've just they've had those one or two moments that they look rough. But I, I mean, I've watched a lot of Georgia football. One of my buddies is a big Georgia fan, so I've seen a plenty of Georgia football the past couple of weeks. I mean, I know they're good, but they've just had one or two issues that makes you think, yeah, there's something. They gotta fix something here. They they gotta they gotta fix something here uh, with this team. So we'll see how that game goes. Other stuff we mentioned this Colorado and USC, another big test for Colorado. A win would get them ranked, and it would dampen USC's big national championship playoff hopes. So we'll see what Prime can do against the Trojans. You also got Notre Dame at Duke. The Duke Blue Devils have had a surprising start to their year. 4-0, 17th in the country. A win on Notre Dame would be huge uh, for the Blue Devils. And, of course, you also got Kansas at Texas. Texas, of course, third with two first-place votes in the USA Today coaches poll, and Kansas 24th. Yeah, I think that's going to be another sleeper game. Um, people are kind of sleeping on Kansas, but they got a stud at QB. They definitely got the offense and keep up with people. And honestly, I'm probably more terrified of them than Kansas State was. Really? UCF's schedule. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to UCF soon, but... Uh, Kansas can certainly surprise people. They definitely turned a corner from being a pure joke of a program for decades. So Texas, um, they could be looking forward to the Red River rivalry and not this game. So uh, we will definitely see how that turns out. But 
It's gonna be it's gonna be another wild weekend, college football. Oh, I can feel you, it. You believe it, my guy. There's there's no this one. It's wild like this, man. This kind of stuff just makes me so happy to see uh, when it comes to that. Uh, real quick though, Zeus. I mean, you had your Knights suffered their first loss of the year to the Kansas State Wildcats. You mentioned that. Um, yeah. What 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 happened, my guy? Tell me about the game. What happened, man? Uh, what happened? Um. Clearly, uh, our run defense didn't leave Orlando. <laughs> uh, we had literally one guy run and catch all over this squad. And I'm not sure if that's a talent thing or a coaching thing. It might be Mr. Both, but they didn't plan for him. And they never adjusted at halftime. He just did whatever they want and made the game way too easy for their hobbled quarterback. And by hobble, I mean, I don't believe that. He was running all over the place, too. He was making plays up and down the field. So it's certainly a defensive loss on the Knights. But it didn't help when our backup QB decides to pretend he's um, pretend he's uh, Lamar Jackson and just trying to extend plays for no for no reason. There was a play in the middle of the third quarter where we were, um, I think it was a tie game or we mm-hmm. were down, and it was just first. It was just yeah, first and ten. And he decided uh, instead of throwing out of bounds, the play wasn't there. Decided to scramble back and then just like kind of step out of bounds. Um, and force a second and 22, just making such dumb decisions, throwing an interception right into the hands of the receiver. And the running game never got going, too. So it was just a um, it was just a good old beatdown. Um, but I, I am proud of them for saying we're keeping the game close for two and a half quarters. Um, but when you're new and when you have less talent than the other team, you just can't make those mistakes. And... I think um, this week will be a great bounce back opportunity, but overall um, disappointing, but I don't think it's certainly we're going to have to start questioning everybody on the team. Like, Oh God, it's Gus Malzahn. Is he ever going to win a big game? <sighs> Come on, man. Give the guy a break. Like this is a brand new conference back quarterback. It's hard to win over there. It's, yeah. it's very hard to uh, take down your first power five opponent like that, especially one that's the freaking defending champion. So um, it's, it's certainly disheartening to see the say fandom, but again, we're a young fandom, so that's kind of expected to happen. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I'm personally, I'm personally happy with the way they battled. Um, I've been through much worse UCF losses than this, so yeah. Overall, still feeling pretty good about the season. I what mean, about you? Did you? I mean, I, I look at the numbers right now. I mean, I recognize DJ Giddens in the league that I'm in. We have a coach that coaches Kent State. Uh, I know how good of a player he can be. Uh, 207 yards, four touchdowns. It, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like trying to talk trash about like, oh, look at all the new members of the Big Twelve. And I mean, all the new members of the Big Twelve, uh, save for Houston. Houston won their game, but they but it was not a conference game, of course. It was they faced Sam Houston. Kansas State beat UCF. Uh, BYU lost Kansas, and Cincy lost to to, to Oklahoma. So I mean. It's gonna be a rough time. Like, and I, these these schools are good. Like Sam Houston State is a is it was when I watched FCS ball. And I, you know, I watch a lot of FCS football. Zoos. you know, Sam Houston State was a darn good FCS program, but they're gonna take a bit to get going at the FBS level. It, 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 it's just as simple as that. Like, mm-hmm. they are they are just gonna take a bit of time to get going at that level. And, and that just that's just the truth of the matter. They're going to get good. I think, you know, this was, of course, their first really, really big test. And that that showed there. Uh, next week, you know, there's it's always a new week, of course. Uh, the Knights will be at home taking on the Baylor Bears. 
Yep, the Baylor Bears, and I think this is going to be a great opportunity for UCF to make history and get their first Big 12 win. Baylor is reeling, but this is not going to be an easy game because they are – it's only been 10 years, but they know what happened 10 years ago in the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where they were favored, best offense in the country. People think we're going to get blown out because who the hell is someone going to stop the best offense in the country? And then we hung more points on them and embarrassed them. Um, and, and, in in the Sun Dome over there, so um, they definitely want revenge for that game. But I don't think I don't think they're gonna let them. Net Nation's gonna show up. It's already it's been sold out for months. This is a game that we circle on the calendar for for a long while, and the place is gonna be rocking. Even though it's gonna be hot as heck because it's three thirty oh, yeah. sun at Florida. So ugh, a little miffed about that. But last time that happened, Stanford came to town and they got their ass beat. So I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be a good day for the Bears. I think uh, UCF if they Limit their mistakes and feel the credit energy. They should win by two TDs. So I'm expecting a full bounce back and a much needed realignment game before we head off to a much tougher test at Kansas. So um, yeah, uh, charge on! Like this night's team, this night's team has a lot of proof. Um, I am worried for their defensive line because Kansas State just absolutely manhandled them and they couldn't do anything. Um, so I do hope that they're able to get pressure on the quarterback. They're able to. Uh, uh, show that they're actually a decent defense here in the Big 12 and set things right. This is still – we're still on track for a good 8-9-1 season, and yeah. that's what I fully expect going forward. Well, we'll see what happens with the Knights. Uh, that's our look at the college football world along a lot of stuff that we had to talk about in the college football world. Let's jump right into the National Football League. Would you like to talk about the Dolphins game first, or would you want me to go with the Steelers first? Uh, how do you want to do it, buddy? Uh, we're going to alternate it. Sure. So, since I went fins last week, go ahead and talk about the Stillers this week. Okay, I'm just going to say it right here. How the heck we go to Vegas? There's barely any Raiders fan. Where'd we get on your ship? We took over. We're going to Shelper Bowl. So, you know, I... All right, calm down there. <laughs> I, I, know, I know I went really, really hard on Matt Kanda the past two weeks, and this is hard as made me to say this. He called a decent game for once. Uh, Kenny Pickett no. with this. Yes, I, I will say this. No like, way. I, I watched a lot of that game. I watched a lot of that game. And I'll say this, you know, he looked, you know, the offense looked different. There is that stagnation. Like, I feel that they, like they do just enough to win. But then they do enough to get to give your fan the fans the heart attacks, you know, and like the late stuff. But Pickett through his first multi-touchdown game, the O-line protected him well. Uh... I like what I saw from Calvin Austin. The third caught that deep throw ball, 72 yards. It was a beauty to watch. Uh, Muth with a good good touchdown at the end, too. And then after that, you know, I mean, they the thing that just annoys me, I guess, a little about, about this offense is that, like, they, they prove that they can do stuff like this. They can put up points. But it's just, you know... It feels like Iowa. We're like, we, we have this great defense. You have TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. You have a great defense. You know, Levi Wallace showed up. He got two picks. Patrick Pete got a pick. I This team can play. This team can play Zeus, but it's like offensively, we are just not like, I'm, I'm not expecting to score every drive, but I, I, this looked better. This looked better, you know. Pickett, 16 for 28. Najee Harris, the 65-yard game, not too bad. I just wish they would have him be more like a downhill back and you'd put Jalen Warren out there and the, uh, you know, have him be your shotgun back. I'm not minding that the defense came out big time. And I think, you know, we kind of got the the right. We almost we got built out of that win at the end. So I don't know if you watched that game, but at the end, uh, 
Minka Fitzpatrick got called for roughing the passer, one of the dumbest roughing the passer calls I've ever seen in my life. Their whole argument was he hit the helmet, but in actuality, he did nothing. He just, listen, the thing is, Zeus, you're supposed to pick the quarterback up and gently rock up by baby him down to the turf, put a pillow down by the helmet, get him some nice comforters, and guess what? <laughs> that's how you're supposed to sack the quarterback, I guess. Like, they called it rough in the past. I remember watching that. Like, that's not roughing. That, that, that's not roughing. Yeah, that, that, gave, uh, that gave the Raiders a chance to come back. And um, certainly force overtime. Now, but apparently the, co- the head coach can't count. I, Why yeah, go for a field goal? I want to come on. I want to talk about this too. This, this may be the one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen, Zeus. Now, the dumbest I think of all time is in 2016 when uh, when uh, Dan Quinn coached the Falcons. They were down by four at the one yard line of the Niners, and they kicked the field goal. Like, that was dumb to the point where, like, statistically they said that if he turned the ball over, if Matt Ryan took a knee, that that would have been better in their better end of taking the field goal. And they lost that game because you only had one yard to gain. You kick the field goal. A Uh field goal gets you three. You're down by eight. A touchdown gets you six plus the two point you get eight. It's like, what logic are you – these coaches, you know, they'll overthink that kind of stuff, and I've realized that. And also, why the fuck is John McDaniels a fucking head football coach? He is just the Raiders. Oh my god, what are they doing? I thought the They're mantra I thought the mantra was just win, baby. You have Chandler Jones allegedly being in a mental health facility uh, 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 not against his will, and you have this on the field? It's it's not good, but I am very happy. Uh, Steelers looked really. Dark. I'm happy with how they look. There is, of course, room to improve. I am. I don't like how some we're just too. I guess like because don't get too consistent. But like they had one drive that moved touchdown. I was. I loved like if they did that so much more every darn week, Zeus. I would be much happier. I would, listen, if that happened, I would just be sitting out here with potatoes made of gold. <laughs> and they'd say the terrible potato, and I'd be chucking them like Steelers are going to Super Bowl. We're going to have a Super Bowl in Idaho and in Boise. I would go nuts. Besides that, good stuff. Those Dolphins, though, 70 points on the Broncos. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Wow. Just wow. I, there are no words to describe the elation. And I was seeing him talking. I was like, I was getting tickers on my phone about the game. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't watch the game until uh, I got home, and it just kept notifying. It's like, I'm eating dinner. Wait, they scored again. They scored again. <laughs> what? Even the backups? Mike White throwing a 62 yard touchdown pass to to chosen backup to backup. Like, what is going on here? It, it it was it was poetry. It was beautiful. It was validation that this offense and Tua are just crazy. Like, they're a perfect match. Uh, they, 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 as long as long as they stay the court and stay healthy, like this team looks absolutely unstoppable. We run the ball, we throw the ball. It is the new people are saying it, the new greatest show on turf. Granted, mm-hmm. here's my little kickback to it. Um, we haven't really faced any good defense yet outside of like the Patriots, and you know that was that was a tough game uh, to watch, but they, they pulled through. So uh, we'll get we'll get to next week in a bit, but. Uh, the, the defensive dolphin still concerns me because you still have Russell Wilson throw around back there and 
Um, yeah, he was hit, but he wasn't really sacked or um, really pressured much all day. Ross. So he's not the problem, man. He's not the problem with the Broncos. No. Every, I, I, every, everyone I, around him is failing him badly. Yeah, I remember this a lot too. Like there were some ex- exec. I remember reading an article saying that he should be. He was going to be benched, and I'm like, but if you look at his numbers, like even though yes, it has not gone well in Denver at all. Jerry Judy was rumored to be on the trade block. Tim Patrick's not there. You know, you have good guys like Cortland Sutton, but like the fact of the matter is, is that defensively they don't look good. Like they, the and it's, it was gonna be a rough build. You know, it was it wasn't gonna be easy. I think Russ is not the issue. No, and I feel like the way they're going, they might just chase Russ out of town. They might blow the whole thing up. The owner owner's gonna owner. They're going to overreact to a season like this. They could. And the only one that might survive is Sean Payton, but it seems like the players don't want to play for Sean Payton. You can just tell night and day. Dude. The way, yeah. It's it's been rough for the Boncos, man. I saw this interview with their center who was just, he looked so down. And I... And we've all been there uh, where we just down after a loss and he just wanted to win. Uh, I will say this about the Dolphins, though, man. One of my buddies on Twitch is a big Finns fan, and he remarked once, like, you know, as a kid watching the uh, the AFC divisional game, Dolphins-Jags 99, Marino's last game, and he was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And he legit said, dude, th- it's finally good to see something like this. He's the best QB that's Marino. And, I mean, to put a pun on it, Devin Achain rocked the Broncos like a hurricane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I will, I will uh, mute my microphone now. <laughs> All right, Manny. Um, quick, quick thing though. Sure. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth on if the Dolphins should have went for the record, ooh, right there with Google. Ooh, ooh. And you know what? I might get some flack for this, but they should have gone for the record. They <laughs> should have gone and done it. I don't care about this chivalry nonsense. Sean Payton, you're down 70 points. Fuck it. Just get the record. Cement your names. These players work hard for it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I I didn't... Come this, on. This always come annoys on, me when, like, people will be like, just take your win. But it's like, so does that mean that, like, you're not supposed to score? There's a certain thing in baseball where, like, in baseball, there's these things called unwritten, they're unwritten rules of baseball. Where, like, they legit say, like, if you're up on a 3-0 count and you're winning by a lot, uh, you know... You shouldn't swing with on this, cause and then like get more runs. But it's like that if you don't swing, that messes up your stats. So to me at least, I will always say like, listen, if you're struggling to stop the the other team, you don't want them to score and embarrass you. Don't let them score. It's then it's stop it. It's get just, good. Get yes, get good. It's just that simple. I will say, I think it is funny as heck how. Denver has scored 69 points this entire season, and the Dolphins just casually dropped 70 on them. The Dolphins scored more points in that game than Denver has scored the entire season, and they've allowed 122 points on defense. So clearly, the problem is not Russell Wilson. Last year, it clearly was Russ. This defense has looks rough. And I will say this again, like, stop complaining about, you guys should just let them, not let them, they, 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 they should stop. Like, no, no, stop them. If you are if you don't like me showboating, if you don't like me doing the dirty burn in the end zone like I'm T.O., then stop me from doing that. Stop me from scoring. It, it's just that simple. Yep, it's just that simple. But whatever. I mean, it's it's just something, it's a minor thing. Um, they, they they sent their message. NFL is on alert. Yep. A lot of power rankings are putting Dolphins as number one. But 
Uh, Dolphins and hype. I'm always a little worried about that, but we'll get to that. But let's finish recapping the rest of week three. Of course. So, oh my goodness! Like the NFL never ceases to surprise me. No, no. Uh, Vikings uh, had a rough loss as Herbert and the Chargers pull out a win, 28-24. Just that late game matter. The Vikings were lacking uh, in that very moment. Jaguars, why do I always get excited for Jacksonville? They lost badly to the Texans. C.J. Sherman's first win. Might I add, a fullback had a kick return touchdown in that game. Andrew Beck, the fullback, with an 85-yard kick return. And he, I, I, Listen, the fullbacks are a dying breed. I love seeing stuff like that, Zeus. I love that. Oh, yeah. So for that kick return. Of course. Kudos to you. Of course. Amazing. Other stuff. My man Josh Dobbs, former Steelers backup, gets an upset win as the Cardinals knock off the Cowboys 28-16. to The Cowboys were just too mistake-prone in that game, and it cost them big time. And then the Ravens and the Colts in overtime. Matt Gay kicks a massive field goal to win the game and Gardner Minshew must mustache <laughs> legend that you are you get a win I believe Anthony Richardson comes back next year but what a win yeah what a win and um, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says the Cardinals are this week's America's team they are the real heroes because <laughs> I had it up to here with Cowboys fans like with most of the nation oh god but all the jawing about how they're going to just run through the NFC because it's so weak and they have, like, the best offense, and Dak's going, no, 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 stop. Full on stop. You're going to get either the Eagles or 49ers are going to beat you in the playoffs. It's just inevitable. Like, no one should hype the Cowboys ever again this season. Like, I, done. I, I, <laughs> I am done with them. But they're going to get, I don't know. I, I, I Thank you, Cardinals. Just thank you, Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I, it's just one of those things. But I'm happy for Josh Dobbs, though. Former Pittsburgh backup. He has an, he is, like, he is NASA certified to be an astro, astrophysicist, I'm not mistaken. So the guy is very smart. Good to see him get a big win. That was week three of the NFL. On to week four. Pittsburgh has the Texans. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this right now. I mean, you put it right there on the sheet, you know, trap game. And listen. There's an old Pittsburgh tradition going from Knoll to Cower to Tomlin. Playing down to your competition. It's the worst feeling. Expect it. Mm. Listen, I expect it, Zeus. All right, I, I expect it. It, 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 it I, I, I have, I, I, I know when this happens. Like, oh, here comes the the game where we're gonna play down to our competition, and elite talent is gonna bail us out. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know how this game's mm. gonna go. I mean, if if they this is gonna be a pick later. Oh, it could we'll be. See. Could we'll be. We'll see how spicy they'll take. Could be, but I mean, I think they'll. I like to hope they're gonna win out, but I don't know. You never know with these games. Uh, the Dolphins, your Fins, uh, they are in action in Buffalo. Oh, that is gonna be a good matchup. Oh, it's game of the week. There's no. There's nothing close to it. Like this is the two best teams right now in the AFC. Sorry, Chiefs, but you know, um, right now. Uh, this is definitely going to set the precedence for the division race. Because if the Dolphins win, they will have two road division wins. They'll be 2-0, and and the Bills will be 0-2. And that would be absolutely an incredible start, and that would be a huge mountain for the Bills to try and climb back up. And they would have to face our wrath when Jalen Ramsey comes back come uh, Week 18 Miami. So, um, I mean, I know it's not technically this term, but I think this is a must-win game 
for the Bills. Like if they're going to avoid if they if they really want to contend, they have to beat Miami at home. Um, but I don't think they're going to do it. Like I think um, it's true the Dolphins not faced an elite defense like the Bills yet, but the Bills has not faced an elite offense like the, like the like the Finns yet. So um, we will see what's going to bend. Will it be the Dolphins D or will it be the Bills? Um, or will it be the Bills D? Like, who knows? Who knows at this point? We shall see indeed. It should be a fun week of NFL football. Let's talk about our picks from last week. Both Zeus went 2-1. and one. He picked Chargers over Vikings, the even, successfully. Didn't had the Bucks over Eagles, but, but the Eagles did with a big win. A scoregami, by the way. That was a scoregami last week. A score that had not happened in the NFL beforehand. That game went 25-11. to 11. I love I Listen, I love a scoregami, Zeus. I love a scoregami. Uh, then the Chiefs <laughs> over the Bears. Big win there. Taylor Swift and those cities will love it. Uh, on For me, I went 1-2. and two. Patriots over Jets. That almost could have gone bad though uh yeah Pates and the jets uh, however rams could not beat the Bengals. they lost 1916 and the packers won their game but i picked them to cover and they only want by in, in by one point in an amazing comeback win for jordan love so zeus let's make those picks my friend let's let's get to it oh man like i'm just Whew, I'm looking at, at at these games here. Yeah, what you got in mind? Um, but I yeah, I think a couple do stick out. Um, I'm pretty minor when it comes to the gambling world, but I think my first pick is going to be uh, the Bengals mm-hmm. at the Titans over here. Uh, so going to stick with um, the rolling because I've seen the script from last year. The Bengals, even though with a hobbled uh, Joe Burrow, um, I think they'll have enough in that game to at least win by a field goal. The Titans just look dreadful. They just cannot t- trust in Ryan Tannehill. Um, that defense is suspect. The I mean, you made the Browns look good, all right, Titans. I know the Browns. <laughs> the the AFC North is stacked right now. I think that might be the best AFC division um, of the four. So, yeah, I'm gonna lock that in. I think uh, the Bengals are gonna get it done. They're gonna even it up and they're gonna start putting pressure on the division and the AFC. As they go to two and two over the Titans on the road. So let's go. Let's go, kitties. Let's go. I will go for my first pick. A matchup I am looking at for all the wrong reasons. Soldier Field. Winless Bears. Winless Broncos. This game is gonna be a bleep show. And I am all for the bad football. It's what they call a tank ball. Tank ball, baby. Tankful, Hype it tank up. Ball. <laughs> Bears and Broncos 0-3. Thank goodness all this, the, the Broncos are not, like, you know, on a pride all damn time. But this one should be fun. I think the, my, the pick is honestly clear. It's Denver. I think they'll be able to win by three and a half over the Bears. Ooh. The Bears... The Bears with Justin Field. Justin Field is is get a problem right now. They're not getting the ball to DJ Moore. He is blaming coaching actually right now. He is blaming coaching in in in, in Chicago. They are a organization in turmoil right now with the resignation of the DC under very odd circumstances. So I think you know. They're gonna ride to their first win under Sean Payton. I think it'll be Denver over the Bears by that spread. Uh, what you got for your next pick, Zeus? Broncos country. Let's That's ride. Right. <laughs> Let's ride. All right, but we're gonna shift to a primetime game over here, actually. So we got one or two Chiefs, Jets, Seahawks, Giants. I've been kind of going back and forth on them, but because even worked out for, for, worked so well for me last week, 
I'm going to trust my man, Geno Smith, to get it done on the road. So we're Ooh. two road teams here. So at the Giants, the G-Man, who, I don't know. I think just like with the Vikings, back back to reality, back to no one believes you're a good team. So I think the Seahawks, um, they, they look well coached. They are making the most of their talent. And it's going to be a close game, but I do think the Seahawks, they're going to get it done. They've been more impressive so far this year than the Giants. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go, Hawks. That should be a fun matchup. I will go to our Thursday night matchup. Now, this is one I think will be a very good game on Prime Video on Twitch as well. Lions and Packers. A lot of Lions fans, I'll be blunt, they are drinking the Kool-Aid full on. <laughs> now, this is not to say, I'm not saying they're not bad. They're pretty good. Green Bay. And, you know, the thing is, too. I had a Lions fan annoyingly talk about how the Packers would be terrible. Now, they're not perfect, but Jordan Love is really outperforming. He is clutch. He had a great comeback win against the Saints. So, I think the Packers have talent. The line right now is Detroit by a narrow one and a half. Hmm. Uh, I personally think, you know, I mean, this game could go either way with help with the talent of both of these two squads. You know, I think the Lions are good. Looked good against the good against the Falcons, but I've also seen where the Lions just struggle. They had that rough loss to Seattle. The Packers, same shebang. I think that they can be good. They are a, a young team that's going to be a learning. I personally think, if you ask me, it's mm -hmm. late night. It's Lambeau Field on prime time this is perfect for the packers to get some revenge from last season so i take i'm taking the packers over the over the lions and i think it's a great pick because uh traveling teams on thursday now in a short week it's very difficult for them even though they don't have to go that far but um yeah like i i think that's a very solid pick not uh, to mention i'll point this out to you too I can't remember who it, what his name is, but you know they've had uh, they've had AJ Dillon who once was in my Twitch chat. Fun fact: a they've had AJ Dillon um, who was you can't really handle the low. He's not like your main main guy, but Aaron Jones is coming back. They were gonna bring him back for this this game against the Saints, but could not as it was Thursday short rest. So I think they got some good hope. Aaron Jones is coming back. I think it'll be a big win for the Packers. What you got next for your final pick, Zeus? Oh my goodness! I'm kind of going back and forth because the Rams or the Colts—they're uh, oof. That's another even line, but I'm gonna try and um, vary this up. Oh yeah. But I'm gonna have to do. Or the Patriots Cowboys is also very tempting with minus seven for Dallas. Oh yeah, big, 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 big spread, big spread, big spread, big spread, and like Pat's defense. But then I don't trust Patriots offense and <laughs> Cowboys defense too. So I'm gonna take a bit of gonna see a little bit of your thunder. Um, look at oh. that Steelers Texans game. Hey. Um, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy into the hype. I'm buying into the hype. It's gonna be a tough road game for uh, the Steelers over here. Yeah. And this rookie QB, my God, could with a banged up offensive line just making plays happen. So I'm going for the full upset pick plus the win for the Texans to defend home tour against the Steelers. And sorry, dude. I I, I just gut feeling. No, gut feeling no. that the Texans. They're going to surprise people. They're going to contend for the division. I I don't blame so you. We'll see. 
I don't blame you. Like, considering how I mentioned about Pittsburgh playing out of their combat, I don't blame you at all. I'm like, Marvel quickly, too. One matchup that peaks mine, I'm going to take what you got from last week. Even matchup in Indianapolis, Indiana, with the return of Anthony Richardson, Colts and the Ooh. Rams. Even split. Right now, I think both these two teams trying to find their identity. If Matt Stafford finds Puka Nakua, he will be good. But I think the Colts are riding high. They got the rookie back. I'm taking the Colts even over the Rams. Yeah, yeah. It's um, when when the money line is just straight picking. I'm um, just it's just you gotta you gotta go for it. Just go for your gut. And yeah, I do hope um. Both of us come out of this 3-0, and we can um, look better about our picks because yeah. three weeks in, being 4-5, and five, eh. not, not too happy with that, but we still got a long season to go to make things right. That we do. Any final thoughts, Zeus? Uh, Final thoughts? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be at the Baylor game this weekend, so oh, I'm going to be yeah, I'm gonna hyped as heck to see the home crowd. They better stay there the whole game, though, because we have a nasty habit of if we're blowing out a team, we just kind of leave at halftime, but... Oh dear. Um, yeah, on Saturday, no one's got an excuse. It's not maybe a little bit too hot, but we're Floridians. Like we can handle the heat. Baylor's Baylor's not going to handle the heat. So I am pumped. I am pumped for an epic showdown between obviously Bills and Bills and uh, Dolphins. So yeah, let's keep the let's keep the hype train going. Let's keep it rolling. Thank you once again for tuning into the Furries and Football Podcast. We'll take a look at how our picks do next week. We'll talk more about what happens in another wild week of the NFL and so on. For my partner, Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. We'll see you next week when it's time to talk more football with an added spice of furry. Till then, we're out of here.